재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. Well, the upper house of parliament in India unanimously approved the creation of a national sales tax one decade after the move was first proposed. This GST, the Goods and Services Tax Bill, could come into force by next April. It would transform India's $2 trillion economy, bringing the country's 1.25 billion consumers into a single market for the first time. To learn more about the economic as well as social ramifications of this major move, we're very pleased to have joining us from the Indian Institute of Management in Bangalore, economics professor A. Damodaran. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor. Uh, first, for the benefit of our audience, can you please give us a brief overview of this uh, GST bill uh, that has been passed by the Upper House of Parliament, what it is and how it will affect the daily lives of people? Uh, well, um, the GST uh, bill that has been passed by the Upper House of Parliament is a very historic uh, bill. Uh, it is historic in two senses. One is that as a development, it is historic. And by the sheer length of time since it started, the process started, it is historic. So if you look at it, the process started in the year 2000. And finally, after 16 years of struggle, we have come up with this uh, goods and services tax constitutional amendment bill. And uh, this is a very landmark achievement because if you look at the Constitution Amendment Bill, it has a history of strong uh, objections from uh, the states to begin with, certain sections of the industry, etc. But it has since then rolled over and uh, with a lot of uh, changes in the, uh, from the, the text it was 15 years ago. So I would say that this text will make life easy for uh, the citizens of India because consumers are going to get a better deal, the producers are going to get a better deal, and so are the traders and the entrepreneurs. Well, certainly, uh, definitely appreciate the background to this. One question I have, uh, politically speaking, as you mentioned, uh, from the year 2000, 16 years uh it was not able to be passed since first proposed. What were the political conditions or uh, social or national conditions that came about to allow the bill to be passed to, in recent times? Yeah, I, I think, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the first concern came from the states. Uh, they felt that, the, uh, that uh, this new bill or the new system of taxation will affect the revenue-raising abilities. And then uh, there were some issues in the parliament as well. And in recent times, uh, I think that after the government, the present government took over, I think right from the go, right from the word go, they had been emphasizing on this bill in conjunction with the Make in India campaign. So I think these two went together. And uh, what happened was uh, three important processes. One was a great amount of persuasion, a fair amount of persuasion to uh, bring the states closer to the idea of the GST bill, which was successful. And second, the idea of compensating for possible revenue uh, shortages, that was also addressed. And the third thing that I would say is that 
The GST bill is a two-tier bill, which means the states and central uh, government have the right to uh, to have taxes, GST taxes. So this two-tier approach was a big winner as far as uh, the bill was concerned in recent times. Mm. And the fourth, and perhaps what I would say to be the most significant institutional evolution, was the idea of GST council. You know, that is a, I think it is a landmark idea because... It talks about the real cooperative federalism, which India is about. And the DST Council is supposed to comprise of both the state and central governments. Highly participatory process. And it will address uh, bigger issues like the caps on GST rates. Uh, and then GST rates, what I mean, is the maximum amount of taxes that can come under GST. Mm-hmm. And some other tricky and more uh, complex issues. So I think the uh, the... Four ideas uh, which have been mooted in recent times explains why it has now met its success. It's been hailed as a huge victory for Prime Minister Modi. Do you think that as far as governments plan to roll this out by April 2017, the GST bill, uh, this is when the new financial year starts, are you optimistic that it will be implemented as planned? Well, the manner in which it has come through to this level shows that there is a fair amount of optimism about the rollout. And I I don't want to comment on any timeline because I'm not very familiar with what exactly will be the operational issues. But definitely things look much, much faster now uh, than it used to be about a year ago. Right, and obviously with the unanimous vote, uh, certainly showing that there is a strong political mandate for this. Uh, as as people who are observing the global economic situation, uh, it's uh, of course well known that uh, India has somewhat been bucking the trend over the uh, relative malaise among various countries and regions, including wealthy regions like Europe and United States, uh, emerging markets like China, India has been the lone bright spot among the emerging nations, certainly. Do you feel this tax reform in the long run will go a long ways to keeping that momentum, the growth momentum going for the GDP, as well as, of course, helping solve some of the polarization issues within India itself? Uh, Well, uh, I would say that uh, the first part of the question I would answer uh, in a very simple way. Why is India the, the... the sole, uh, the the sole star of the horizon. It's a very simple thing. It is that you know you have secured a balance between your commodity and financial assets, which other countries may be struggling to ba- maintain the balance. Mm. And the goods and services tax is all about that: how to combine and balance uh, commodities, financial sector, and the services sector. So I thought, I mean, I would imagine that the current economic brightness that you see for India will certainly be uh, fortified or strengthened by the GST. And secondly, the issue of polarization, despite all the political disagreements that we have on political parties, like in any other, any democratic country, you'll find that political parties do come across. Uh, they try to resolve their differences in the larger interests of the country. So the issue of polarization I don't think affects, if at all, it exists. It does not affect the economic agenda. At least this has been the experience of India. So I would imagine that if uh, 
we continue at this rate, the GST bill, with its emphasis on balancing the different sectors of the economy, and especially goods, which includes commodities and the non-commodity goods, as well as services, uh, has a great potential to uh, really take the economy up without much of an inflation problem. All right. We are going to have to leave it there, Professor. But thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights on this issue. Thank you so much. Thanks. That was Professor A. Damodaran from the Indian Institute of Management in Bangalore.